Hi, podcast listeners. I'm Matteo Pistono, host of the Hay House Meditations podcast. And I'm here to invite you to our free five-day meditation challenge starting January 28th at hayhouse.com slash five days. There are so many benefits to meditation. In as little as five days, you can be on your way to sleeping better, feeling calmer, embracing life more, and finding ways to ease your physical pain. During the challenge, each day, you'll receive two free meditations, one for the morning and one for the evening. These guided meditations will help you unlock a happier and healthier you. Plus, you'll get exclusive access to two live webinars with me where I'll answer your meditation questions. And best of all, you'll be joining a like-minded, supportive community, making the commitment to change their lives by building a meditation practice that brings meaningful results. Whether you're brand new to meditation or a seasoned meditator, I really hope you'll join us starting on January 28th. Go to hayhouse.com slash five days to join now and download a free PDF where I share five ways to boost your meditation practice. That's hayhouse.com forward slash the number five D-A-Y-S. Let Dr. Wayne W. Dyer take you on a voyage of discovery where you can begin to tap into the amazing manifesting powers that you possess. As a loyal podcast listener, Hay House would like to offer the ebook version of Wishes Fulfilled, Mastering the Art of Manifesting to you for free for a limited time to help you learn how to obtain what you truly desire. You're invited to open yourself up to a new way of experiencing life by imagining exactly what you would like to manifest for yourself. By using your imagination and practicing the art of assuming the feelings of your wishes being fulfilled, you will discover that you possess the ability to become the person you were destined to be. Get your free Wayne Dyer ebook now at hayhouse.com slash manifest. That's hayhouse.com slash manifest. Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. So glad to have you with us today. I'll be taking all of your calls for Dr. Dyer, who is here with us. Hi, Dr. Dyer. Hello there, Summer. How are you? (laughs) Oh, I'm doing great. Had a wonderful weekend. That's good. So I'm looking forward to spending the next hour as we talk to our callers, our listeners from all over the world. It's a great day here on Maui. Yeah. I just want to remind everyone out there, we're going to redo the thing that we did on Maui here in October next year. So if you want to get signed up, come to Maui and spend a week with me uh, Uh over here. Do you know right now in the middle of December, or the beginning at least, everybody (laughs) is thinking about a Hawaiian vacation (laughs) in a lot of parts of the country (laughs) right now. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, it's going to be a wonderful seminar, but it's uh, you can find out more about it by going on the websites and Hay House and all of that good stuff. But right. we just had such a fabulous time the last time with uh, with people from all over the world. It was a wonderful, wonderful experience. Yes, and of course, anybody listening right now to learn about that or any other resources from Dr. Dyer, you can go to his personal website, drwaynedyer.com, drwaynedyer.com. Well, Dr. Dyer, we have callers coming into us already, and I know... Um, as we've been doing for a while now, it's fun to go right to the phones and just to start, you know, taking apart people's Let's situations and giving right. them that direction. Let's find out what's out there. Great. How about we work with uh, Dave in Boston? 
I am not sure, Dave, what your question really is all about, so let, let it be a surprise to me. Hi, Dave. Hi, Summer. How are you? And hi, Dr. Dyer. Hi, Dave. How are you guys doing today? Great. Um, uh, first of all, let me just start by saying um, I attended the uh, Change Your Thoughts seminar at the Javits Center in New York a couple oh, of weeks ago on the 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was a fascinating uh, program. Got lots of great information. I love the stories that you shared. Uh, your daughter shared stories about her fiancé and her visiting you up in Maui and the story right. about you and your friend who you carried on your shoulders despite the fact that you had a bad back and uh, yes. that the energy of that uh, situation just kind of transcended any kind of limitations that you would have put on yourself physically. And I just thought it was an excellent program. I really enjoyed it a lot. Thank you. You got to hear my daughter Serena up there talking too. Yes, I did. It was, it was, <laughs> it was a great evening. Everybody enjoyed it. It really was. It's yeah. the only time. Whenever I do New York, I always feel like a rock star, you know, because there was over 3,000 people there. It was jammed, and there were people, you know, <clears throat> standing there wanting autographs 10 deep and so on. And I think, you know, it's it's that opportunity to be a rock star in one minute and then walk out and not a person recognizes you when you walk on down Manhattan <laughs> Street. <laughs> it's really good. You get a little of each. Right. I know what you mean. Well, that was um, a wonderful, on, wonderful event. It was an excellent show. Thank um, you. On the, um, actually, on August 27th, uh, the show. I had called in and um, had spoke to you about my new age instrumental music, and yeah, uh, you gave me some feedback about my new CD, Moog Opus, and manifesting and uh, you know detaching from the outcome was uh, an important part of you know allowing that situation to come into mm. my life, and um, and it was very valuable advice, and I really appreciate you giving that to me. And I know no, at the end of the program welcome. you had mentioned about you know if I had brought my CD to the show that uh, you would play it. And unfortunately, for some reason, it didn't happen. Even though I got there early and brought my CD, I went over and spoke to the events uh, producer, Nancy, about it and had mentioned it the show to her. And um, But you know, I was told I, that... I didn't get a... Yeah, well, I mean, I spoke to her and they, they basically said that, um, you know, it wouldn't be played because it's not something that they would do. And I... You know, just had mentioned to them that I had spoken to you on the air, and I yes, said, I remember that. Oh, I'm sorry, exactly. I didn't know about that. And, and mm. I and I felt, you know, I, I I was so weird because I even bothered to, you know, I sent an email to your website. I sent an email to Dave. Do you, I'm sorry, Dave. No. This is Summer. Do you mind? Did I? I'm not sure if you had a question for Dr. Dyer, just because many of our listeners weren't at that event, so they're they're not right. really referencing what's happening here. Okay, well, um, I wasn't trying to reference to that, but it was just that about? essentially that, you know, that at the call, that you know, yeah. the promise was made, and, well, you know, Dave, and I was there, and yet, you Dave, know, it didn't get played, and I just want to know, you know, what happened with that situation, did Dave, I, was I'm, it something I did, did I manifest, you know, something, or in the back of my mind, was I, you know, trying to elicit a failure of some kind, I just... It just well, let me let me address that. Yeah, let me address that because I I can hear your disappointment in there, and I do recall the, the entire event. Um, and I'm going to try to put it into a context that everyone can understand. Is that sometimes when we have the great expectations about something happening, and then whatever for whatever reason, in this case, it, the word just didn't get to me in time. Um, <clears throat> there's there's always something to to look at look at within that context and say, okay, what's the what's the lesson here? What do I have to learn here? Uh, and, and what's going to happen for me in the future. And I think your calling is, is perfectly appropriate. And the next time I'm in New York, we'll just absolutely make it happen. You'll have to come to me directly. 
and I'll be back there, and we'll make it all happen for you. So you don't believe okay. that in some situations you actually set something up for yourself to no. fail? It could just no, be I don't think No, I just think that uh, you know God's timing is always uh, something that none of us can really grasp and understand. I don't think you should put any uh, any blame or anything like that on 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 yourself. And when when things don't work out exactly the way we anticipate them working out, we have to go within and say, okay. It wasn't the time. It just wasn't the time for that to happen. But we'll make it happen in, in another time, and it's on its way. So we'll make that happen again. I can guarantee it. I see that. Okay. I see what you mean. I appreciate it. Mm. Thank okay, you. And again, Dave. a fantastic show in New York. I'm Thanks, Dave. I was one of the people Stay there. in touch with me. Stay in touch with me because I want to make that happen for you. Okay. okay All right, will. Dave. And thank you for your Thanks. call. I I'm, I'm really am on behalf of Hay House, too. Sorry that that didn't work out for you, but we appreciate your call. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks. God bless you. Thank you. You too. Why don't we try then? Um, how about Madeline? We've got Madeline from Vancouver, one of our Canadian listeners. Welcome to the program, Madeline. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you. Hi, Madeline. Oh, my God. I'm so excited to talk to you. This is so cool. I just saw you um, in October in Seattle, and you were, oh, my gosh, you were just, oh, I can't even, you were amazing. And I have to say, oh. I was laughing when you when you were talking about feeling like a rock star, because we got there, and there must have been, like, I mean, there were tons of people in line, and me and my sister, like, the minute they opened the doors, we ran to the front of the stage. <laughs> I'm like, this is, like, worse than being at some rock concert. It was so funny. <laughs> That's right. Oh, just so excited. So you are awesome. Thank you. Thank oh, you very you're much. welcome. Thank you. Those um, personal so events, those personal things are very different than uh, anything you ever get on television. So when you when you get an opportunity to to um, to attend anyone in person that you you've read or you worked with and so on, and you you'll see a different kind of energy happen altogether. I think it's why oh. actors love to go on Broadway. You know, they, you know the most famous actors in the world will still like this to perform for just a few hundred people to do it live and to have the energy of that. And and that's what those events are so much. Uh, you know, they're so powerful for us. Oh, to- it's such a different experience. And next year I'm going to be at Hawaii to see you, and I can't wait. I'm oh, so good. excited. Oh, good. Oh, my yeah, goodness. So that, no, yeah, that's going to so be, excited. you know, so, and also I can do it. Those kind of things, like I can do it, and those those big conferences where you get to really mix with people and feel the energy. And, you know, the thing that we did in Hawaii, we had five or 600 people there, and they became like an, an energy source for uh, just oh. really moving to higher and higher and higher places. By the time it was over, we all went into the ocean and ended the thing, uh, you know, on a swim in the ocean. It was just oh, phenomenal. Cool. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, it sounds amazing. Cool. I'm so yeah, excited. it will be. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Very What's cool. your question, dear? Okay. Paddling oh, Madeline Home. Do you remember that song? Paddling <laughs> Madeline Home? No, I'll have to listen to it, though. I don't. Yeah, that's an old song. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so my question was, in Seattle, one of, I mean, you said a million things that touched me and I left with and I was, uh, I'll never get over, but um, one of the things that I kind of question and I'm wanting to get your advice, opinion on, um, that I loved, I loved what you said that, you know, if you were able to think of thoughts that, or, or when thoughts come up that don't necessarily serve you, you said, how would your life look like if you were physically mm. never able to think that again? And I was like, whoa, oh, my God, you just put it into such perfect context. I loved it. But what my question is to you is, so when these thoughts um, do come up, if they do come up, then, I mean, I guess they tend to because they're habituated thoughts a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the, I guess, most effective way to... Um, let go of that that doesn't yeah 
What can, what, can you give me an example though? I mean, I can, I can address that generically, but is there something going on like in your life that is a habituated way of thinking or acting which creates for you, um, you know, just you know, some, some degree of unhappiness or dissatisfaction or whatever in your life? Sure. I guess there, well, I guess there's lots. <laughs> I guess one thing, um, I guess we can touch upon today because it's my situation today is that I really am very, very blessed and so excited about my work. I love, 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 love what I do on every level except <laughs> the big except is that part of my job includes a lot of, um, paperwork and, mm-hmm. um, that part is just I uh, I just haven't been able to get around really appreciating doing that. Mm. And every time, like, it's just every time it comes up, I procrastinate to the very last second. I fight against it. I mean, I know, you know, it's not ideal. And every time I, you know, try to let go of that. And I mean, it's really not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. It is, though. I can, I can identify totally with what you're saying. Um, okay. and, I, and I've been able to identify with it my entire life. And the way that I have handled it. Um, yeah. when, when you get, you know, when you, when you get to a place where you, there's things that you have to do that you don't want to do that don't seem to be consistent with, uh, what it is that you're, why you're doing what you're doing. It's this, it's follow up kind of stuff. It's filling out forms. It's, uh, answering, uh, you know, to, to other authorities or to tax people or to whatever it might be. Um, what I have done with that sort of stuff in my life, uh, is to, uh, Attract the kind of people who who like to handle that for me and are really good at it and who I, I think incarnated into this world to be able to do things like that. Like I have an accountant that really uh, incarnated, incarnated into this world to take care of tax forms and to do, uh, you know, research and all of those kinds of things. When I was a professor at a university uh, in New York at St. John's University, we used to get so much paperwork, so many committees. This, you know, we're going to have that meeting. We're going to have this meeting. And it was, and it was all stuff that I had nothing to do with anything that I was going to do while I was teaching or in my life. And I would take my inbox and I would just put it over there in the guy next to me. His name was Gary Price and he was a professor there, a very competent, great guy. He loved details. He loved paperwork and all of that. And I would, every time there was a meeting or something that I wasn't aware of, I would just say, Gary, do you have, and he would always have it right there filed, you know, alphabetically, you know, indexed a certain way. I mean, his whole life was organized around that. (laughs) And I would, and I, Gary, for seven years while I was teaching there, became the guy that took care of all of the paperwork for me at the university. And I kept my inbox empty all the time. I would, everything that was in there, I would just throw it out, throw it out, throw it out. But I knew Gary would handle it. So what you do is you attract those people who who are going to handle that for you, whether it's your children or whether it's somebody else. And don't tell yourself that you have to burden yourself with a lot of unnecessary kinds of details and paperwork and things that that you don't like. Change the way that you think about it. Change the way you respond to it. And then then put your attention on attracting people into your life who are going to handle this all for you. And by the way, most of the paperwork that you do, if you just uh, if you spend a whole lot of time on it, most of it, if you just ignored it, it gets taken care of. Somehow it just all manages to get taken care of. <laughs> I that's, like that. That's idea. that's been my 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 example. My 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 experience with that over and over and over over the years is just throw that stuff away. Just don't get yourself involved in all of that. Stay out of the system. Don't fill out forms. Don't uh, you know? Don't do questionnaires. Don't don't get yourself involved in all of that stuff. And just somehow it just all seems to manage to get handled for you. 
Huh. I love it. I don't okay. know. If th- I don't know if that's great advice, but that's how I work in my life, and it seems that's to work cool. really beautifully for me. Yeah. It's perfect. It's perfect. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank so you. Much. Thank you. I'll okay. see you next so year happy on Maui. To talk to you. Yeah. Can't Thank wait. you. Cool. Thank you. Have a good <laughs> day. Bye bye. God bless you. <laughs> bye, Madeline. She was excited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. How about John? How now? about you with that stuff, Summer? Uh, I mean, is that is that advice? I mean, you're a mother of two. You um, oh. you know, you're running a business over there. You're taking care of the radio. There must be an awful lot of stuff. To, do you are you able to get other or is that something that you enjoy doing? You seem like more of a detail person though. Yeah, well, you know, it's a funny thing. I'm I'm very detailed, but it, I don't particularly enjoy it. It's just something mm-hmm. I can do, and so I I end up getting thrown the details. Mm. <laughs> I like to keep a balance between the creative and the details. Otherwise, I find I start to lose my mind into one area mm. or another. So. For me, it's mm. all about uh, making that Listen, tricky balance. Oprah, Oprah has done whole shows on this whole yeah. idea, like of clutter, you know, and mm-hmm. and you know, just so much stuff, so much, you know, so much, uh, so many details around uh, keeping things in order and keeping things organized and so on. You can go too always, far, though. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think you can go too far either way. You can be mm-hmm. so super organized. Like if I were to call my brother Jim right now and ask him what was the phone bill in October of uh, uh, 1973, he would have it for me in one minute. I mean, he has everything organized. His whole life is organized <laughs> around that. And so any questions I ever have about anything related to the government, related to taxes, related to Social Security, I just pick up the phone and I call my brother. And he takes care of all of that for me, and he loves doing it. We have John, I believe, on line 10, calling from Colorado for you now. Dr. Dyer, welcome, John. Hello. Hey, John. How's it going out there? Great. How are you doing? I'm all right. It's a, Good. a windy day here in Colorado. Is it? Yeah, very much. Well, you could be planning your Maui vacation, you know. Oh, that sounds really good to me. <laughs> I am. That's right. <laughs> I'll see if I can get organized enough. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Good listener, not, John. call my brother. My brother will take care of it. <laughs> yes, you're getting a gold star. <laughs> Go on. What's your question? Um, well, a little bit of a preview. The uh, I hadn't uh, known about you, Dr. Dyer, until about September. I was climbing a 14,000-foot uh, mountain with my taekwondo instructor. And mm-hmm. we were coming down afterwards, you know, off the high, I guess. And um, we were talking about what we were reading, and I said, you know, I've been reading the Tao, the Ching, and uh, mm-hmm. I find it interesting because I've, I have some friends who've read this thing in a weekend, and I decided that I would um, read it like once a day and meditate on that. It took me like a month and a half to read it. Mm-hmm. Um, my instructor is like, said, I just saw the show on PBS, Dr. Wayne Dyer, did that took a whole year to do it and anyway mm-hmm. that's how i discovered you so, oh well, that's great yeah <laughs> weird story the uh the reason i'm calling today though is um so i've been studying the Tao, and i'm having an issue right now where my wife has asked for divorce and i'm trying to figure out exactly how to get my head around that using the Tao. Mm. Uh, maybe to have some insight does it is it was it a surprise to you is it um is it um, is it something that you uh, saw coming, or was it um, just you know just like coming right out of the blue? I don't know, a little bit of both. You know, in hindsight, the the signs were there. We mm-hmm. had problems twenty two years, so the um, mm-hmm. part of it was I thought things were getting better um, using mm-hmm. the Tao to try to well just make life better, happier, more mm-hmm. joyful, and um, fuller and 
take care of my kids better, take care of myself, take care of my wife better. So um, I knew that she had been talking about it, so I kind of gave her some space, or she had been thinking about it for several months. Um, she had been kind of doing her own little journey, and I just let her do that, um, just be supportive and try to not get in her way. Um, and then, so this came up three weeks ago. So in a way, it's a little bit of a surprise, yes. Yeah, I know. I'm. You're talking to somebody who's been through this. Um, it, it happened to me uh, seven years ago. My wife just decided that uh, she wanted to move on with with uh, with someone else that she had met, and I was. Um, it, it was like I, it was like getting hit over the back of the head with a baseball bat. With I never saw it coming at all. Um, and I and I've really learned a great lesson from this, and I'd like to share it with you. I haven't shared much about this publicly. Um, and today we're still not divorced, but we're very, very close, but we don't live together and she still is seeing that same person, but we've turned it into a love story, um, in, in many, many ways. Um, <clears throat> all I, what I can say to you is that there are, what I've learned from the Tao is that there are different ways to, uh, to, uh, to reach a place of enlightenment or nirvana or a higher place of consciousness, uh, you know, what, Called, uh, you know, living uh, as a Taoist master, you know, a, a God-realized life, a Tao-centered life, where your uh, your thoughts and your behaviors and your attitudes and everything are in harmony with the Tao, which is the natural source of, of of all things to which we will all return, from which we all originated. And uh, the way to get to that Tao-centered way of living, to uh, to be a, a, a Taoist master or a a, a, a peaceful uh, being or whatever. Um, it seems like there's different ways to get there. One of the ways is to get there is through, I call it enlightenment through suffering, where something happens to you that is very painful, very difficult, very much of a struggle. It could be an accident. It could be just finding out that you've got a disease or something. It could be uh, what you're talking about here, John, which is uh, you know something that really challenges uh, us internally, the idea of ending a relationship in a divorce, which is something you may not ever have uh, contemplated. I don't know all the details, how many children you have and so on, but uh, whatever it is, when that kind of thing comes up, even if, you're, uh, even if you don't ever get along, uh, it's still a very difficult thing to process. So what happens at that stage of your life, is you go through this period of suffering, and the suffering is why did this happen? And oh my God! And I don't know. And, and you get uh, you get sick, and you don't eat well, and uh, you wonder what I could have done differently. And you try to resolve it, and and time goes by, a year goes by, two years go by, um, and um, you're still in that state of suffering, and you don't eat well, and your blood pressure is not right, and your gut isn't right, and and so on. Uh, and then finally something happens to you after a period of time where you begin to say, now I know why I had to go through that. And I, I can say that to you. My best writing, the best uh, work that I've done in my life, the relationships uh, with my children, everything in my life in the last seven years has taken a giant step upward to a higher, higher place. I'm, I'm a much better, more compassionate, better writer, better speaker, um, better father, a uh, better human being in virtually every respect. And so much of it came from the the anguish and the pain and so on that I was feeling during those years. The power of intention, inspiration, change your thoughts, the, my whole year with the Tao, my children's books, my, deep, my specials and so on and on television. Everything has just elevated to a higher place. In fact, my income has gone up like by tenfold. I can't, every, in every aspect outside of uh, myself, I look at it and, um, uh, I've gone to a higher place. 
So then you get to a place in your life where you just say, you know, I just don't have enough time for this suffering. I, I, you know, every time something like this happens, I don't have years and years and years to go through it and then ultimately realize that this has been a blessing. There's been something really positive and very good for me in this. So then you move to the next level in your life, which is uh, when something like this happens, instead of saying to yourself, oh, my God, I'm going to go through a long period of suffering, you say to yourself, you know what? Um, I'm going to deal with this right now. What's in this for me? And if this is what she really wants, and I'm going to really test myself, I'm going to I'm going to let her go, uh, and I'm going to let her go with love and with kindness. And every day that I think anything, I'm just going to only think positive, loving things about this woman who is the mother of my children, who has been my partner for however long, and I'm going to love her through whatever this may be, and and not and keep myself out of it, get my ego out of it. And just surround her with love. And you can almost feel the internal kind of relief where you're saying, my God, enlightenment is here and I don't even have to suffer. And I become more compassionate. I become everything that the suffering used to teach me. That's the second level. And then ultimately, John, you get to this highest level, which is the place where you see something like this coming at you. So before it even arrives, you know, you're totally at peace with whatever decision anybody out there uh, might offer you. And that's, you know, by way of my advice to you, it's to see the blessing in this, to honor her, to love her through this, to give her whatever reason that she needs to uh, be able to have this separation or this separateness or, or this divorce. What, for whatever reasons are going on in her head, totally, completely, honorably love her through it and just watch what happens for you. You as a more compassionate, more loving, more giving, less ego-driven person, uh, about the pain and so on, you're going to find yourself moving higher and higher and higher and wondering in a few months from now or a year from now or whatever how you could have ever not uh, seen the, the great gratitude and blessing that's that's in this uh, this moment in your life. Well, Does that make sense? Oh, totally. But this is the most confusing part for me. Um, I <clears throat> I'm trying to be loving, supportive, and at the same time, I want it to work out still. Um, mm. We have two children. Let it go. Let that part of it go, John. I have I thought of that. The, yeah. She yeah. told me about you know, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you well, go ahead. What you were saying about, you know, your creativity increased, your everything increased. It, it's funny. The, she dropped this on me about four days before black belt testing. Um, mm-hmm. I told my instructor, I, I said, I don't think, I don't know if I can get through it because it's a very... You, know, you have to do concentrate. Um, right. And I had never had a better testing. Um, mm. I was yeah. there, present. At, mm. at she was there in the back. Well, she takes it mm-hmm. with me. So we, you know, we were there together. Um, mm. at, at the same time, I'm. I wondered if I should just let it go. Like yeah, I think Robert Frost's great line: "We love the things we love for what they are." And, um, you know, it's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't interfere. I would practice non-interference if you understand the Tao. I would, I would say to her, I love you so much as a person and everyone else that I encounter in my life that I love you enough to let you go. And like they always say about the butterfly, you know, if you, uh, if you try to grasp and try to hold on to it, you've never held it. You've got to let it go away. And if it doesn't come back, you never had it in the first place. And uh, you have to love it for its freedom and for its desire to be what it is. And so many great and wonderful blessings are coming your way, probably as a result of uh, your being able to be in a place, maybe for the first time in a very, very long time in your life, when you're t- when you're totally, completely independent and on your own. Maybe that's what you need 
and you you know a little bit of uh, detachment from your need to have this thing work out probably is what made your uh, you know your your performance uh, at such a high level and that's just the beginning for you John that's just the beginning you have much 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 to give well thank you I, i'd let it go and and i would love her through it all through it all oh that is which is what i, do. I can't yeah. do i can do nothing else. i can't pardon i can't do anything else yeah yeah it's already been handled for you anyway. It really has. Yeah. And when I see my wife now, I love her more now than I ever did before, and she's not even with me. You know? She sends me these beautiful notes and so on. And, I, and, and I, you know, a few years back when I was going through my suffering phase, now I want to reach enlightenment without having to go through the suffering. I just don't, I just don't think we need to do that. If you would like to hear more of Dr. Dyer's radio show, tune in to HayHouseRadio.com. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.